0: Welcome to Infinite Trek,
1: where we cover everything Star Trek.
0: From animated to live action, comics to novels, from games to real-life
1: tech. If it's Star Trek, or even Star Trek adjacent, it's here.
0: So get ready to talk about Trek, no matter what your knowledge level is.
1: Whether you've been watching since the 1960s, or just discovered Star Trek 47 minutes ago, we We welcome welcome you.
0: Hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <a> special day. <laughs> I was like, uh, Jesse Gender is here to to go over. Oh, okay. I guess you should say. Where's the frame I've never We're mastered okay. our intros. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, it awkward is our thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my entire life is just awkward.
1: <laughs> Same. That's my mutant power. <laughs> yeah
2: dysfunction uh, is our uh our, like whatever they yeah, call it we, we just, the accepted,
1: this, just mm-hmm. accepted the dysfunction no. we, we haven't <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sorry, I had to be done um, yes <laughs> yes exactly what, we're what we still do, get it done, done anyways
0: lines for the rest of the show
1: no. yes let's do that mm. let's just keep i mean that's that could be a whole episode is just us repeating great dialogue <laughs>
2: It's like, is, I'd like to hear those
0: stories. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did anybody? I'm going to go on a sidetrack. Is it sound like really bad ADR? They're like, she's going on. Like, I'd love to hear those stories. It's like a weird, different tone. Like she's walking out the door or something. Like, just, just finish I'd recording. Love to hear,
2: I'd love
1: to hear those stories. Yeah. <laughs> like, the boom mic was like 50 feet away when they yeah. recorded that.
0: So we just boost it with the. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but it was great. Um, Well, we should probably uh, backtrack a little bit and say hello to everybody. Uh, I'm Aaron Harvey. We have Brandy Jacola around there. (laughs) And like I said today, guest star, Jesse's
2: gender. Jesse's gender? Is that what you (laughs) see? My one gender. My one gender is the guest star. (laughs) I'm going to
0: go away now.
1: (laughs) Bye-bye. It's been a so long, cool. I love it.
0: long road getting from here.
1: You know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, don't make do me start record. singing. Don't make <laughs> me start <laughs> singing because I will.
0: No, you know, you, you what? I will join well. you.
2: I will yeah. join you.
0: And I'll just sort of
1: just,
2: <laughs> just <slowly laughs> Hey, I got I got the uh, the one ready and waiting right here. So Noise. <laughs>
1: nice. I have a littler one. I have like a you know your standard. Tiny, Not tiny, but regular sized And one I'm looking
0: at my ships like, I don't have that it's one out right
2: now. <laughs> big in spirit. It's big in spirit. Yes. I love it. I love
0: it. Uh, so today we are going to talk about uh, Die Trying, the latest episode of Discovery, as well as last week we didn't really go too much into Adira and Grey. So with Jesse being here, I thought this would be a perfect opportunity to kind of just dive into that a little bit. Talk about uh, pronouns that people are having confusion with between <laughs> characters and actors, mm-hmm. um, and even I sometimes just like, okay, did, what did I say that right? I don't even. Know I anymore. get, it. I stay it wrong too. So like,
1: <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> we're all so figuring it out
0: together. The fact that everybody's learning to me is just really great, though. It's just yes. it feels it feels like. I don't know. It's just it's opening a door that needed to be opened, and
1: yeah, throwing darker. it wide open and putting a doorstop under it so it stays open. <laughs> like nailing breaking it in. the door off. Yeah, yeah breaking the door off completely, yeah. so there is no more door. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. that's it. That's
2: exactly. It right we'll get a screen. It'll be a screen door.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not even a screen. No, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. Anyone comes in, anyone goes out
2: i feel like <laughs> this metaphor might have fallen
1: apart a i know i'm so sorry i always ruin it for everybody <laughs> no, it's, it's
2: great it's great that is just our kill thing, every going metaphor into it. a direction that is nowhere near where we were headed so think of all the similes who gave their lives
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm saying this because you know i was just talking about this on the vedic assembly <laughs> Which Jesse will be on it? next
2: week. Yeah, I'm yeah. on that next week. So I'm just yeah. jumping around to all the shows. <laughs> yeah.
1: And we love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, I was talking about, because, uh, you know, totally not appropriate for the things we're talking about now, but uh, w- they were expressing how nobody liked Connolly and why would Pike tolerate him? And I'm Uh-oh. like, she um, didn't tolerate him. Did you not yeah. notice him digging at Connolly every second that he could? You know. With the whole think how many syllables gave their lives. I'm like, that's a direct ticket.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I that too. And then also the sad thing too, there is a there is a book called The Enterprise War that's oh, yes, that I sort of that a year. It's a good one. I enjoy it, but they flesh out Connolly in that. And I'm like, oh, now I actually cause he actually becomes like a yeah. semi decent human being in that mm-hmm. in that book. So I rewatched that episode, I'm like, oh. I don't feel bad that Connolly dies. He's still a jerk to burn him, but right. I feel a little little worse about it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing. It's like you can be a good person and still have flaws. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, all he showed us was his flaws yeah. on screen. I mean, if he's so... a jerk,
0: that doesn't mean he should die for it. I mean, yeah. yeah. No. no.
1: <laughs> but not following orders was what got him killed. Yes. So. Uh, yeah.
2: So yeah. Doesn't get that nice fancy uh that nice fancy funeral though that uh, Arium gods <laughs>
1: sadly. Well, there was really nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, where uh, would they? How would they find the body? Gravity was really weird I up know. in there, y'all. <laughs> so
2: I'm just imagine the second episode of that season just starts with like, well, he was kind of a jerk <laughs> at his funeral. <laughs> None of he us feel that bad, right? <laughs> and
1: it's, uh, he was mean to um Oh just... yeah, that's
2: right. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, sorry,
0: I'll stop. You be mean to the animated series characters, and then, okay. that's it. <laughs> can't can't do it. You have to be. No. You have to be only only polite. <laughs> <laughs> By by contract, for me at least. <laughs> <laughs> as
2: long, as, I just want to see a live action version of that one like bird thing with like the springy feet from uh, from yeah, Infinite the, Vulcan or whatever. The, the, I think I it's love. one of the episodes yeah. is, like the birds that goes. Rrrr. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. They've seen a couple times, So we've seen it like in three different episodes. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it started out on um, uh, the Infinite Vulcan, and it was yeah. it's, it's like a plant bird thing. Has like yep. it kind of reminds me of like springy, um, what is it like, uh fern?
1: Slinkies? or a, No, no I'm
0: mean, no the actual the plant that the sort of got like oh, frond. Oh,
1: oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking so, about, yeah. but I don't know what it's mm-hmm. called either. I'm sorry. Yep. I'll just stop talking. I'm no help at all.
0: No, no. I, I don't know what it's <laughs> called either.
2: I don't know. Yeah. Don't look at me.
0: But it would be cool <laughs> to see that in live action. Yeah.
2: I still want to see a live action um adaption.
0: Mm-hmm. The three, yeah. arms and three legs
2: yeah. yeah 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 that would be great they did um there's a wonderful uh comic book series called new voyages i think where someone like they're like photo like photo comics where they oh, like created right. yeah. like extra photos and they did a version of what um erex would eric's 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 would look like in live action it actually looked pretty good Interesting. yeah cool.
1: nice yeah, yeah.
0: Uh so before we begin I just want real quick we did a question of the week and I'm going to put it out there for the chat room and then we have literally pages of answers this is our our most popular question ever. Mm-hmm. Um yes it was question of the week was now that we've seen the USS Nog which is kind of in our background image here uh which starfleet officer would you name a ship after and why? So uh, anybody in the chat room wants to jump in with that towards the end? We'll, we're going to read some of the ones that we got online. Some and there's, there's some yeah, there's some really good ones. We've all been cc'd on them, so it's been it's been kind of fun. Um, and just yeah. just some some really creative, and then some. I have a favorite, so i to bring up. So and and you, uh, Brandy, you said you have a an idea. You have one. I do
1: have an answer for that. I have one as well. Hmm.
2: Mine's 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 less less fun than I think if you're the one that you told me, Aaron, at the top uh, before we started, is that the one that you were is your favorite oh, no, those are, That
0: it. isn't mine. Those are just from the, oh, the answer. Okay. No. I've got I've got one that isn't quite as fun either. But, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I'll I took a question it, seriously. Silly, silly enough. <laughs> Why would I do that? Um so yeah, and uh, we also at the end of the, the show we'll have an announcement that we're making about a special event. Ooh.
2: So that's that's called it plug that's a, a tease you're teasing me
1: yeah. we, we call it juicy danglers at my house <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's boy. a british thing I, I,
2: <laughs> I, I feel awkward too. i <laughs> have no
1: i have a i have a lot of british friends and that's what they like to say with you know it's not you're not teasing it's a juicy dangler mm-hmm. so i mean you're dangling waiting to find out what the juicy thing is but it sounds dirty <laughs> It, yeah, i feel like that i feel like it sounds better
2: coming from like a british accent <laughs> yes. the juicy dangler yeah it exactly. sounds much better yeah 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 <laughs> yeah as nice. yes,
1: i pervert it with my american accent yeah.
2: <laughs> as we do everything americans pervert
1: everything <laughs> this is true this is true and yet still so afraid of sex Ooh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> no, no i am 100 with you that's
2: puritanical <laughs> yep. culture
0: and that mm-hmm. actually works really well with uh a, a segue into another section later on we'll do our headcanon corner and uh jesse had something that she put on on twitter yesterday which i think we can explore as a headcanon which has to yeah. do with sexuality actually yeah should be or good. possibly
1: <laughs> cool cool Cool. More juicy danglers, thank you. Yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, all of them. Dangle all the juices. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a a title for the show. <laughs> all Not over regretting me. it yet.
1: <laughs> Dangle all of the juices. People will tune in just to find out what the hell that means. <laughs>
2: <laughs> name that. This the, they make that the episode name. Yep. The juicy danglers.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I think so
2: yeah uh will take care of a little bit of
0: business before we go on our our sponsor is fansets we have fanset pins and i noticed that brandy is wearing is she wearing non
1: i am wearing non Yay. because non
0: uh, yeah. i know we'll, yeah, we'll talk about her when we get into to die trying uh i'm wearing eric's for uh a reason <laughs> which i <won't. laughs> because
1: eric because animated right. series because that's your thing
0: and I, and yeah, I said I'm like, contractually obligated for that to only be the thing I talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. CBS, because like, um, hello, we heard you talking about Discovery. We're gonna we're gonna need you to tie that into the animated series somehow. <laughs>
2: that's that's how that's how the internet works. You talk about one thing, and that's all you can talk about. I talk yeah. about anything other than Star Trek. It's just like right. what, <laughs> Jesse? You have a personality outside of it.
1: What? You know that actually is, is just humanity. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah,
1: that's just humanity in general. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. growing up as a young Mormon. Um, I was pigeonholed into playing the piano. And oh. for about 15 years, nobody had any idea I could sing. All the, And I was oh. not good at playing the piano, <laughs> but I was really good at singing. <laughs> and so finally, when someone championed me and got me a solo in the Easter cantata, uh, mm-hmm. everybody's like... Oh, oh you can sing and then after that nobody asked me to play piano ever again and i was so grateful (laughs) so grateful
2: it's so weird like i'll mention like it is just one of those weird things you just see crop up all the time it's like if i even just slightly mention like oh yeah i like uh i like stargate or like the expanse it's like Mm. oh you like that you need to do 20 videos on it right now today (laughs) when are you doing that it's like i i i gotta I got to live a life, not much of one, but I got to live a life.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we We were talking about that before the show. It's
0: like, we don't sleep anymore. There's so many things that everybody's doing that we're just like, we're awake. (laughs) That's what's weird. I'll get like a message from from Jesse at like two in the morning and I respond, you know, it's just like,
2: (laughs) we're both up. up. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I I, insomnia is great. (laughs) I think all three of us are living with it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, so I've lived, I've, I'm a terrible sleeper. I'm a terrible mm. sleeper. Mm-hmm. And even if I fall asleep quickly, I never stay asleep. I will wake up multiple times a night. And sometimes I'll wake up and that's just it. Doesn't matter if it's three in the morning, you're up for the day because your brain decided to say, hey, let's think about what it would be like if you were dying of cancer. Oh fun! Yeah, my father died of cancer, so it's a concern, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm. So I will. My brain will just go. Oh, would you like to think about that really embarrassing time in fifth grade that you'd like to forget? Let's go over that point by point in your brain. (laughs) I hate you, brain.
0: Definitely been there. Definitely yeah. been there. Yeah, as, as Mag Ten Mag in the uh chat room says, like Jesse's disco reviews come out incredibly early. <laughs> <laughs> They're like yes. four seconds after the show is over.
2: <laughs> um and hi Mag Ten Mag, one of uh one of my community members. So And we see, see her see on
0: you. um or the whoever the person I should I not gender the person. Um on uh the uh the um wow, what is wrong with my brain? The uh, the unready room. <laughs> As well, yes. I believe. Yes, uh, And uh, she uh, they're asked, uh, is there a pin for every character? And I think they're headed that way, right? For Yeah,
1: they, I'm th- sure that that's the representation that they want to have is something for every character. Yeah. I, I have about 40 of them right now. <laughs> and because when I Ow. get into a thing, I really get into a thing. And it's all Chris Littlefield's fault. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> I'm not complaining, actually. So right now I'm just collecting all the females. And then once I have all of the females, I will collect the men again. I do have some of the men, but I'm focusing on the ladies. See, my, my
2: rule, whenever I go to like conventions or stuff, which who knows when that'll be. But my rule for myself <laughs> is I have, I'm only allowed to buy two things. Otherwise, I'll spend too much money at conventions. I'm only allowed to buy Star Trek stuff <laughs> or badass women. That's it. That's like if it's Star Trek or badass women. That's what I can buy. Anything else, I don't. I don't allow myself, or else I'll spend way too much money. So
0: if you go just to Star Trek inventions, you'll still spend way too much money. <laughs>
2: that, yeah, that that is that is the problem because I will I will break my women only rule for Star Trek, but it's it, I try to still trend that way even with Star cool. Trek.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> nice um and if you want to get your own fan set pins we actually have a discount code for the audience which is infinite trek all one word and it's good for 15 percent off your entire order and you can even use it for like gift cards and things like that so so save some money on the uh all the the badass women pins <laughs> yeah <laughs> or eventually yeah. we're going to have have gray and adira so we're going to have uh, different uh categories of people now Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) we know what you meant we know what you meant to your heart yeah
2: I should even amend my rule to say badass women or basically anyone who isn't like cishet white dude which I love you all but agree mm
1: -hmm. agree I'm married to one (laughs) <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I have one. to you got one. Involved. You
2: got one, yeah. You got yeah. the ultimate pin set for that. <laughs>
1: I do, I do. Well, th- the funny thing is, is that, okay, I'm going to bring this up now because it's something that's been rattling around in my brain all day and it really, really annoys me. I hate when people uh, say things like, well, you know, they can do what they want, but they don't have to ram it down my throat. And that's usually in response to something being done by the LGBTQ community. And... My response to that is you've been ramming your heterosexuality down their throats mm. since the beginning of time. So why yeah. don't you check yourself before you wreck yourself?
2: And I also love whenever that, whenever that comment comes up, it's like ramming it down your throat. Usually it's just in response to like an LGBTQ person or really of anyone of any identity, just kind of like standing there. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, Hi, I'm on the yeah. show now.
1: Yeah, nice gay pride parades. Yeah. Oh my God. People just, I don't want them to just ram their lifestyles down my throat. Okay, you know what? Why don't you go away into back, back into your safe little conclave of only cis white het people and, uh, you know, just stay away from the rest of us?
0: Just kind of on don't that. Ram tandre- your stuff down my
1: throat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the people who are like, oh, Michael Burnham is just constantly saving, saving the day. Like, you mean not like James T. Kirk, who like, Literally every five save seconds, the day. save everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um, I and it's like, well, you never got car- tired of Kirk. I'm like, I was tired of Kirk. Like when I first met him, I just like I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he was the guy I had to put up with to see all the other awesome characters on the show. So, mm-hmm. and I, I, I've never been a. I'm not that I, you know, hate the character, but now as an adult and from like age 13 on, having really negative interactions with William Shatner, it sort of has colored my perception of kirk unfortunately so i kind of like pull that apart but but still
2: they both equally save the day because they're being characters that's that's what happens yeah no yeah definitely uh, the shatner part kind of makes it interesting like as you notice i have a on this wall here i have a picture with shatner and i have a picture with um Cecilia Martin Green. Uh, uh mm-hmm. Shatner was literally just like kind of awkward and like didn't I I was just like all right we got a picture whatever. Cecilia Martin Green was like the sweetest kindest human ever yeah. and like answered my questions and like she was so like I thanked her and she was just like she clearly like like took time to like register the feeling and being like thank you I appreciate it. like she's she she is absolutely wonderful. So yeah, I definitely feel that. <laughs> There's something with like the discovery
0: cast and crew that's just they feel yes. like they're one of us as well. I mean, yes. there's just something. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Mary Shifo is actually has been at our theater and she's, mm-hmm. she's actually going to be on a show tonight. Uh, improvised oh, yeah. horror on the uh, Impro Theater uh, Twitch channel, which I don't remember exactly. I think it's just look for Impro Theater or look at her uh, Twitter handle. Yeah. And she's got the information there. Um, but a bunch of them came to one of the improvised generation shows, which by the way, is on following us at two o'clock improvised generation on screen um and they were just they were so nice and everybody was just you know they hung out afterwards and they talked with everybody and it wasn't Mm -hmm. like well i'm a celebrity and i need to leave now because i i put in my two minutes to to support my cast member goodbye um it was just fantastic and we actually joked it's like oh if something happened to this room like 80 percent
2: of the discovery writers (laughs) (laughs) and there'd be nobody left it's just sort of like let's all spread out (laughs) yeah no i had a similar experience like um so I, I've also gotten the joy to to get to know Mary chief a little bit because we've mm-hmm. we've interacted. She's been in some of my stuff. But the first time I ever met her um, was I was at a play in Los Angeles that had nothing to do with Star Trek, yeah. uh, and I walked into a bar with my my roommate, and she was there. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> it's Mary Chifo. And I was like, I don't want to bother her. It's a bar. Like, let her have her own night. But my roommate's like, no, 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 we can go up and say hi, because he's always the more like gung ho, let's go say <laughs> hi to people sort of person, which I appreciate because I need that sometimes in my life. Um and uh he we we just started talking to her and i was just like hey just want to say i love your work you're fantastic and then we'd like she's like no let's talk about laurel like let's do like it was just it was just wonderful she's like the sweetest to like actually like no you're one of us i'll nerd out with about laurel and how awesome laurel is with you like i don't need to be like the hey let's let's back away and and be like all right nerd whatever like right there with us and that's why i love discovery so much like one of the things I've come to realize as I've gotten older is, like, I love TV shows and I love TV shows even if I don't know much about the cast. But, like, if I know that the cast are, like, good people and caring people and, like, just wonderful people who actually care about the messages of their show, it just infinitely increases the enjoyment of the show for me. So,
1: Agree completely. Completely.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. There, are Yeah. I just,
0: it, there's something about the modern Star Trek people that just really impressed me and just, you know, it's, it's frustrating when you hear other people like, oh, they don't like Star Trek. They don't know what they're doing. They need to lose their job. It's like why anybody would wish somebody to lose their job in any time,
2: but especially now, it's just ridiculous. So, yeah, no, I, I appreciate so much that they seem to cast the show and, and the writers behind the show too, for like being kind caring people who can actually represent as people what Star Trek is about not just being good actors which they all are right um but not just being good actors but being people who can represent that off screen as well as on screen i think that the credit to the casting directors for for recognizing that they need to cast beautiful people not just beautiful uh beautiful souls not just beautiful people and be- good actors yeah. so yeah and
0: I think Star Trek's in general been pretty lucky with that throughout mm-hmm. the years. There's been a few people who are like, Ugh. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but most most people like like Aaron Eisenberg, was just something mm-hmm. we talk
1: about.
0: Here. We had yeah, uh, says nog uh, in the ship in the ship in the show. Um, <laughs> so I, I just it's I feel really happy that um, that we are part of a fandom that actually where the 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 show itself actually reflects back and there's a lot of mirrored reflection back at each other, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's not like there's no hypocriticalness to it, I guess. Yeah. Which is
2: very much appreciated. Like you still see people like George decay to this day fighting for stuff. um, Yeah. Yeah. And it's just wonderful. Yeah. Uh,
0: Should we move on to our, our main topic for the day? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Do we want to start with the, Adira and Blue Gray, since we didn't kind of really yes. cover them last week. Okay, yeah. So um, last week we kind of talked about PTSD. That was our big big focus mm-hmm. because we we took that aspect of the of the episode, but we really didn't get much into the whole trill thing. the The only thing that we did mention, is, um, Adira's backstory is remarkably similar to my character from from Night Shift. Uh, <laughs> So we're just like, um, well, that that seems really similar. OK, so I kind of feel like I almost can't talk about it objectively because I feel like I've I've gone through a year of trying to what would that experience be like and stuff like that. So and now I now have it so much from my own viewpoint that it's very weird, um, mm. but I would love to hear from it from your viewpoint as somebody who is transgender, um, how that one made you feel when you saw it and um and then what you think of that character.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I made several videos uh, about it on my channel. Um, and I and I have such like mixed feelings, but they're they're m- like mixed and complex in I think really good ways. Like there's there's nothing in the characters that I'm sort of like oh I hate this I don't feel entirely represented and this is awful and offensive to me. There's nothing. Yeah, it's like I'm not like spitting at it like like hurts me. Dang it. Wah, um, <laughs> um, like there are things that concern me and and I I'm I'm worried to see where things go with with the character but in a way that i have that i feel is very complex and it's not like oh they just screwed it up it's it's just like oh i i have many conflicting feelings and complex feelings about this which is i think is great and what star trek should do is sort of give me these complex emotions and and even Mm -hmm. if they end up screwing up or making mistakes that i have problems with that i think they're trying to do it in a way that is trying to be respectful and loving which is a great place to start from and I think that's a great place to start conversations like this even if it's not 100% what I would want and I also should say I'm not a monolith of the trans right. community so things that I don't love maybe be things that people other people in the trans community love but to get specific with it like I I think that like the way that they were able to just treat these characters as normal for who they are like the fact that um Adira and uh, Gray are members of the trans and non-binary communities, or and/or part of those communities, is not just like brought up or like highlighted and focused on. And yet, they still took the opportunity to talk and and sort of use like mess some issues in with like trans uh, trans people and trans metaphor. Like the the trail joining that Gray goes through is such a great representation of uh, gender confirmation surgeries, for example. Like the smile on his face. When he's about to go through that surgery is like the exact same smile that I had when I when I finally got to have my gender confirmation surgeries, um, so there there's that, and I and I think my favorite part of that whole thing was Adira kind of uh, expressing concerns or a frustrate not the the like she she felt like she couldn't keep up as she said mm. with uh with Gray's transition and Gray becoming a joint trill. And Gray's response to that is, like, it's not a race. We'll figure it out, and you don't need to get it all right now, which is, like, the best thing I've ever seen um, when talking about, like, transgender metaphor and transgender representation, because there's this idea that everyone should instantly know everything about the trans community. If you don't get the trans community, then trans people will, like, jump down your throat, get angry at you, or be offended. And it's like, no, we're all on a learning journey together. I didn't come birthed out of the womb instantly knowing everything about the trans community and about pronouns. Like we all learn together. And I really love that like Gray took the time to validate Adira's emotions and it was like, "No, you're you're it's totally understandable to be confused and scared and and off put, but we'll get there." And I just I loved that moment. And there's so many other wonderful, beautiful ones like the quilt, I think is such a wonderful representation of their story, the many yeah. different lives that trans people can go through The story of these characters also referencing the AIDS quilt. That was such a, an important um, way to uh, help the queer community in general, not just the trans community, but the LGBT. And I got that community.
0: vibe too. just yeah. being a gay man. It was just sort of like, Oh wow. That's that's Exactly. kind of a little bit of a reference to that. You know,
2: exactly. So it's just beautiful there. Um, and so I think all of that was wonderful, and I think mixing that in with my my trepidation and concern is like, oh, we do get to see Gray killed pretty quickly after he's introduced, which was kind of rough to watch. Like it's this gets in my complex feelings about it because like it's a beautiful scene, it's very well done. I understand why they chose to did it to do it because it is it is talking about all those things that I talked about the trauma of those moments the trauma that the community faced, the trauma that we faced personally and getting to the PTSD stuff that the rest of the episode talked about. So I understand it. But also it was a little bit rough for me and I'm sure rough for a lot of other trans people where you get this thing where they ask us to invest in these characters before the show. It's like, hey, you're getting your trans representation. You're going to have Gray. He's going to be this really cool character. And then the first major moment that you get with him is this very traumatic moment. Um, which is so rough because a lot of trans people do experience that kind of trauma. Um, as, as we talk about with like the AIDS crisis, but even today there's a lot of like trans people are some of the most vulnerable groups, um, especially yeah. trans women of yeah. color. And yeah. so that trauma is very real and very present. And so it's a little bit frustrating sometimes to watch, um, a show like Star Trek, which sometimes should be like a celebration. Um, and so then we get this, this instant trauma moment with this character is a bit rough to watch but again i don't i'm not sitting here condemning it because it is in service of some really important points and in really important stories and it's treating the character with respect and love and also there's the wonderful asterisk of gray seems to like he'll have some sort of presence on the show going forward um through through the the memory thing so it's not like he's gone from the show so i it's one of those like I have the, going just to sort of wrap out because I've been ranting for a very long time because I could rant forever about it, but it's like, I think it's so complex and evocative and it's not perfect. And I do have hesitations, but they're hesitations that I think get that are, are deeper than I've been able to have with most shows. Cause usually when I have hesitations, like, Oh, you really, really screwed up and it really hurts me and offends me. Like with, um, Lovecraft country did with their, their, um, uh, 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 Two spirit character like really just offended me and 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 hurt me, and I'm sure for that community was even worse uh the two spirit community um with this, I have concerns, but they're concerns that are just really deep, and I really appreciate that discovery took the time to do that so
1: I have a theory that <laughs> I have put forth before I don't know if I've done it on this show though. I feel like gray is not just interacting with memories. I feel that there is something new and different going Mm. on there and that we are going to see a lot more of gray and possibly other people might start seeing gray as well.
2: Ooh, I like that. I like that. That's my theory. (laughs) It so might it have theory. something to do with the song from this episode too? I just, just sort of thought about that too, actually. Yeah, that was it, that was
0: interesting. That whole idea of this fragment of, of song that some that people everyone knows, know.
1: yeah, mm-hmm. which my husband ha- thinks may have had something to do with the burn, not necessarily mm-hmm. having caused the burn in an, in a malevolent way, but you know, there's still ooh, eight episodes. Yeah, to go that and so much story to be told but you know th- these are my early feelings and i just feel like they're not going to waste this opportunity they're not going to put this person on the show and then just you
2: yeah, know, that's he not like, that's right.
1: not what they're doing mm-hmm. and i know from some articles that i've read that alex kurtzman and michelle paradise were constantly consulting with blue and with ian about every aspect of the season mm-hmm. and every aspect of their characters and i was very it was very interesting to me to find out that adira's journey is actually kind of mirroring blue's real life journey yeah because when they were first cast they were not out to anyone including yeah. their parents mm-hmm. and so figuring that because out they are like nine
0: years old they're so young <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: i
2: feel like yeah. oh god <laughs> <I know." laughs>
1: well you know if anyone can figure out their their true selves at any point in their lifetime more power to them yeah yeah and mm-hmm. being able to figure that out at the age that they did yeah. Yeah. so i i look forward to what they're going to bring us and not to in any way negate any concerns because those concerns yeah. are absolutely valid and you know, I hear them. I understand them. So, I guess my attitude is just kind of like, well, let's see what happens. And if the end of the season doesn't prove that uh, these concerns were alleviated, then have those concerns for next season too. <laughs> so it's a learning process, you know. Yeah. And they I mean, they don't have a trans or non-binary writer on the staff, and that's why they consulted so much with Ian and with Blue. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And it's it's one of those, like, as I said before, and as you just mentioned, like it is a learning journey and like it doesn't negate the harm done. Like the other the other example that I will use to sort of like reference this is the killing of Culver in mm-hmm. season one was yeah. was really rough and way, 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 way worse uh, than 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 Gray, because yeah. that was Culver's death was much more for shock value. But it was a very similar situation where they're like, invest in this character. Look, we finally got a gay character. And then you kill him off. Um, Is Especially the the person of color, uh, half of that uh, couple, um, is just, it was really, really horrible. Um, But the writers took that criticism and pushed it forward and brought Culber back and actually added weight to that. And it, it informed his character to this day in such oh. a really beautiful way and i'm glad that they Ate that they character. recognized the mistakes fixed the mistake um but didn't like wipe away the mistake they're saying like no that happened it existed and it's a very real thing that this character has to deal with um and so i i very much and it and it pushed him further to to be a, uh, like an even more beautiful human and so it's one of those like i it, it's we can't get anywhere if we don't acknowledge the mistakes and the faults of, of where we've been and we shouldn't like ignore them. We need to look mm-hmm. at them and acknowledge them. But that doesn't mean that it has to hold us back or make us afraid from pushing forward. Cause the easy thing for them to have done would have been like, well, we made the mistake. We're not going to bring him back, though, because we don't want to we, we just we don't want to like recognize that we screwed up. We don't want to recognize that it was uh that it was offensive and we don't want to make make have even the potential of making that mistake again. So it would have been so easy to be like, well, all right, we're not going to do another gay character so we don't have to deal with this. It's like, no, they they faced it head on and um, credit where credit is due. That's awesome. So.
1: This reminds me of a phenomenon that happened a lot in comic books and still kind of happens to this day. Mm -hmm. And that's the woman in the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. And if you don't understand that term, basically, it was, I don't remember which comic it was. I think you're probably right. Yeah. That, uh, you know, a woman is killed off and stuffed in a refrigerator just to be motivation for the hero. Mm -hmm. And that still happens in comics way too often. Still happens in movies and television. Way too often. Deadpool 2, I'm talking to you right now. Mm-hmm. Killing off Vanessa in the beginning of the film.
2: Yep. Don't make and you me don't, come at you. And you don't get to you And and that's that's one where they they try to have their cake and eat it too and just like sort of mm-hmm. ignore the fact because at the end of the that movie, spoiler for Deadpool 2, it's like, that's oh right. yeah, but she's brought back to life. We saved her, so we didn't really freeze like, but you did though. You don't get to like do that story and then erase it at the end and 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 no. get like get brownie points for it. It's like if you're gonna do that, like you need to actually show that. Like again, sort of comparing to Culber, it's like when they did that with Culber, they did bring him back, but it was an acknowledgement of the mistake that they made, and they actually continued with it. Whereas in Deadpool two, they're like, yeah, we're gonna do this, but we'll like we'll do this thing at the end so you can pat us on the back about it.
1: No, didn't work for me.
2: Yeah, it was very much like. It was very much they knew. I think the difference is like they knew before the thing even went out what the criticism was going to be, and and yeah. tried to fix it. Whereas, <laughs> Tara like, kind of and Buffy the Vampire Slayer to inspire uh, Dark Willow. God, yes, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I got my right up there, up uh, up there. I got my Tara and Willow. So yeah, I know that feeling.
1: Yeah, it's just something that cis white hetman keep doing. Please stop <laughs> it. Please <laughs> stop it. <sighs>
0: Which for me is interesting because I had I was talking with somebody about this whole situation. They're like, well, you would never write something like that. I'm like, I kind of literally did. And my back story of my character was my husband. We were on a a mission and I was critically injured. And the only way to save me was to implant his symbiote, which means he would die. And so I ended up with the symbiote and the character died. But this was all before the show started, much like gray and and uh adira because we didn't see i mean we saw a flashback but that still happened narratively before we entered we met the character um so it it's kind of complex because it's like that was i didn't think of it as like killing off a gay person it was just sort of oh. that was it was an interesting like what would it be like to have the memories of your husband or loved one And see every argument from their viewpoint and, you know, that kind of thing. So I thought that was a lot to play with. And so I thought it was a
2: great background, but maybe I didn't think about it well enough. I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, and it gets into like the weeds of all these conversations because the problem isn't necessarily with the, the use of the story element itself, like in, in a vacuum you can totally justify those story elements. Like, for example, um, even in Star Trek, you had um, Cisco's wife being killed off, was fridged at the beginning of, of that show. And like that worked well and it informed his character and, and really pushed him forward to interesting character arcs throughout his entire run on the show. So in a vacuum, it's justifiable and interesting can be good things. It's just the issue of the cumulative effect of seeing this trope over and over yeah. and over and over again throughout many media and always being directed at specific groups. Like so rarely would you see a guy be fridged. So rarely would you see a, a straight person be fridged, um, uh, a straight cis white hat dude be fridged. It's always these other characters. And so you, that's where we live in, in these stories or don't live in these stories as it were. Um is just like like oh we get killed off to be motivation yeah. for the for the for the cis wet cis wet cis um you know, So yeah yeah
1: yeah. I was just thinking what an interesting story it would be where the guy gets killed off and the woman mm-hmm. goes on her vengeance quest, which I kindly kind bleh, kind of have experienced by playing a f- a female character in Fallout Four. Because mm-hmm. you see your husband be murdered, your yep. child stolen, and you spend the rest of the game trying to find that kid and take down the people who did this to you. Yep. And it's just really empowering. Like, why would I ever want to play a male character? If I have a choice between a male and female character, why would I ever want to play the male character?
2: Yep. So ship, there's this. 100%. <laughs> yeah. This
1: is this one of those things where I'm like, well, I should try it just once to see if there are different dialogue options like that. No. I don't care. Mm, yeah. Don't care. I have seen too much of the White Sis Hetman journey. I am just fine with always being a lady.
0: Mm, yeah. I remember on Castle, uh, they had kind of that the idea that it was um the oh my gosh, I can't remember the, the main female lead, the woman who Beckett? played. Beckett, thank you. Mm-hmm. I think my, my brain went Mariner. Beckett, I uh, just like. That. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
2: I haven't seen. Ca- I had a friend in, in college who was obsessed with Castle, so I only have like a vague awareness of ah. it. So, like our fandom for Star Trek, she had for Castle, so I nice. was like vaguely aware of like all the stuff on it. So,
0: her, um, her, be- her motivation is that her mother was killed. So it was yeah. still a woman who died, but it was motivating mm-hmm. another woman. So mm-hmm. it's it, it was one of those it only came up as, as a cliffhanger for a, <laughs> the end of a season. It was like, it was sort of in the background until it was like, now it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they, they also had like lots of um, fun star Trek slash, um, you know, uh, what is, wow. What is wrong with me? Today? Firefly. Firefly. There's Firefly
1: yeah. There are many nerdy references that yeah. come from Castle himself because nerd
0: but they go to yeah. a, a comic book convention and they have basically their version of star trek which was 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 on after that show on fox the with the <sighs> it was canceled i would I love that that was just sort of like <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: poor Fire. Uh, yeah
0: so but yeah so that was that was an interesting um motivation there too just like i don't mm-hmm. know what it just adds to the whole somebody dies to yeah. forward but it's more often than
2: not a woman dying to push yeah. a male character yeah, yeah so it's like it's a fine story, and the, the other thing too i should mention not just the cumulative effect but also like proportional effect it's like you could probably show me a bunch of like dudes who have died in stories and media cishet white dudes who have died in stories and media um but it's like but you also have a billion more of the characters to look to look at whereas like with queer and um uh, female characters and, and, and any minority community really at all. It's like we get like five characters at all throughout like all of media up until very recently and even now it's still not where it should be. Um, and so you kill off like two of them and that's like 40% of the the characters that we we have as opposed to like oh you kill off like four four cishet white dudes and there's like a bazillion more. So it, it, it just it means more when you kill off these types of characters.
1: Yes. Uh, thanks, Nick. I will look for that video. <laughs> Apropos of nothing to the people who are listening after the fact because oh. they can't see our chat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, also, good to see you, Nick, by the way. Or like yeah. kind of ECU. I'm waving E at you. <laughs>
0: uh let's see sorry i just sort of stalled uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay we had a moment where we were just all like
2: yeah <sighs> hard conversations yeah
1: would yeah. they need to be had they mm-hmm. need to be had uh, and they need to continue to be had
2: and this is why it's i love no, no yeah no that's mm-hmm. right and that's why i love star trek because these are the types of conversations that we get out of it like yes like, it's, this is actually my point is like this is the type of conversation that the show engenders and i love that It's why i love star trek so.
1: I remember that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, I remember, I remember that too.
1: That. Like I lost my I've mind
2: castle. castle. Halloween episode.
0: What are you supposed to be? Space cowboy. It's like mm-hmm. weren't you that like 5 years ago? <laughs> it's like
2: was mm-hmm. referencing when he was on Firefly. Yep, yep. <laughs> that was great. It's like the one scene that I've seen like that video that's all the Firefly references.
0: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Hands of blue and he starts mm-hmm. speaking uh, Chinese. Like, where did you learn that? <laughs> I was like, I picked it up. There are no cows in space. <laughs>
1: mm. It's true. There are no cows in space. Yeah. That we know of.
0: Mm. Oh wait, there is. There's a there's a spider cow thing.
1: <laughs> oh, the spider cow! Yeah, mm-hmm. the spider cow.
0: Uh. You know, when you were talking about uh, the music from the burn, when we, actually, we should probably move into that into our yeah. next episode. Uh, maybe it's the theme song from Enterprise that
2: comes. To- <laughs> 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 like, don't, <laughs> don't even, don't you dare play with my emotions that way! <laughs> <laughs> don't
0: think they would ever do that. Just- if
2: they did, I would, I would literally be crying with joy. <laughs> yeah, that's how I
0: felt when we saw Voyager J. I was just sort of like,
2: oh, like, oh, I cried. Yeah
0: actually so oh, yeah. let's let's dive into uh uh die trying, which is the the latest episode where uh we finally find Starfleet in a much better shape than I thought that we would, which is kind yeah. of nice yeah um they are they're small but scrappy and
2: have some awesome looking ships <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was just yeah. like the nerd gasm at the top of the episode yes. was wonderful. <laughs> we
0: were experiencing what they were experiencing, and I, I kind of like likened it to this is their Star Trek.
1: They're like, yes. Oh my god,
2: look at this, look at that. You know, so mm-hmm. I was I, I just I, and I love how long it goes for. It's like it's like five minutes of that. And I just I was watch I rewatched the episode last night with um, with a friend of mine. We <laughs> just watching that moment, and just like it's still this beat. It's still this beat in the story is still just like. Oh, let's yeah. nerd out about this stuff, and it just goes on yeah. for so long, and I love every second. <laughs> and when they they beam over
0: at the end, when they send the three people over, and Tilly's like, she's like bouncing <laughs> in her teeth, and like it was just so it was it it was just great. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't I can't watch that season that uh, section enough. Like I don't. Part of me doesn't want to because if I keep watching it over and over again, like like you lose some of that joy, I guess mm-hmm. because it just becomes repetitive. But. But yeah, no, just the the Stamets and and, and um, Tignataro's character. What is yeah. Reno?
1: Reno. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're uh
0: Looking out the window and just you know gawking at the same thing that everybody else does was was fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm. I also love credit to Jeff Russo by the way. The music during that sequence is yes. wonderful. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It's I actually love, it, love it. it sticks in the back of your head. It just sort mm-hmm. of it's very. Dun, dun, dun,
1: dun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Somebody said that they heard, like, a strain of Voyager's theme when it comes up, but I don't hear it. And I'd have to go back and listen. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I'm going to have to listen carefully. I'm going to do it on headphones, though, because you can hear more things in a good set of headphones than you can out of your television.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, my and my first our screeners are not maybe the highest
2: quality.
1: N- they're not the highest res. Yeah. Um well, look at you.
2: I got screeners. <laughs> <laughs> um you,
1: this is my first time having them. Actually, no, we had yeah. them for lower Me decks, too. but this is this is my first time having them, and it's it's an experience because there are things where you see people talking online about things you like, you want to say, just wait, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. and you can't talk about it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's uh, honestly, this episode for the first time ever made me want to have like a 60 inch TV so I could really see the detail yeah. of yeah. everything. So, well, yeah, like like I said, I'm
0: oh, sorry, yeah.
2: oh,
1: sorry, no, 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 go. go.
0: No, I was going to say, they, they had on the ready room, like the behind the scenes video. And it's interesting how much more detail is there until they add like the blue soup. That that's, yeah. like, and they're just like, oh well, hey, could we just take a layer of that off so we can see more of the ship? Because that would be <laughs> great. <you know? laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, actually, so <laughs> we have a couple pictures of the ship we uh, which are going to go on top of everybody. I apologize. Um, okay. We have the the <laughs> actually just over Brandy. Whoops. <laughs> the 30- I'm still here. <laughs> The 30, this is from, by the way, Joe Hilder, uh, Hildbrand on, um, Twitter, put them together, even though I have, (laughs) there you go. Uh, I, I was going to start to do this. I'm like, well, this is already done. I'll just post, post it up and give him credit. Um, so we have all the different types. We have like kind of constitution slash Armstrong, uh, which is very cool looking. Uh, we've got the flying rainforest. (laughs) That's a Flying Rainforest. That was the other one. I was going to put Aaron Flying Rainforest Harvey as my name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got the Eisenberg class, which, of course, was the uh, tribute to uh, Aaron Eisenberg. Uh, We have just a couple of different types. And then, of course, there's the Voyager J. And we have a a little bit more of a detail of that. There's not. It's hard to tell what they all look like together. But you can kind of, in your head, glue it together with these little snippets. And there's Mm. screens in the background that had Voyager on it. And so it looks like a, a maybe a giant version of, of the intrepid.
2: Yeah. It's like huge. It's just like the enterprise J, which I'm sad. Didn't get. It that was like, like what? A 200 years at that point. old. yeah. Or? It's in the 26th century. So it's like 500 years old, actually oh, okay. at this point. So something ridiculous. But, um, but I just remember like, if you, I, my favorite thing about the enterprise J is if you look at it, a scale of it compared to other star Trek ships, it's like right. enterprise D. Enterprise E, Enterprise J is like yeah. this big.
0: <laughs> maybe they realize the ship that size maybe isn't the best idea. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's like like they 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 uh, you know every universe goes through their like we need to build ships gigantic for some yep. reason phase like mm-hmm. oh, huge it's going to be a huge ship. Flying <laughs> <Blind> starbase, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but it seems like the the nacelles have some sort of like they echo some of those. If, if you look at the nacelle from the J and some of the ones, the longer, thinner ones, they look sort of like that. But the interesting thing about these nacelles are, they are not literally attached to the ship, but they are, they might have to be quantum locked or something has to be holding them because what's the point of that? Um, yeah. Eagle Moss is going to have, Tons of fun trying to build those. Yeah, we, John Champion and I'm I, I waiting. talked about that. It's like, do we just put like, you know, translucent pegs in the middle, but that's not going to look so great. And- <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, that's what they did with the Caron and the gumball in oh, the Caron for oh, okay. the mycelial sun. Yeah. So my guess is that's what they will do for these yeah. upcoming ships. And they better put out these upcoming ships. I want a USS oh. Nog. Do you hear yeah. me, Eagle Moss? They
2: will. They they have to be. They have to be.
0: And. Speaking of that, I did a poster because I I, I yes, took all the did, screenshots and, and tried to glue them together to like, and I came pretty close. So after I saw the the day after I made this, I saw one thing that I could have actually used, but whatever. Uh, so yeah, so that was uh, a picture of Aaron Eisenberg the last time he was in the makeup, uh, I believe, at, in Star Trek Las Vegas last year, and you know it. Aaron was uh, a fellow transplant patient; he had his uh, kidney transplant at ucla as i did so we we had similar uh situations we had we talked to each other because we had like you know doctor issues and things like that. Mm-hmm. like did, why do we have to go in for a blood test at this time because it's a mess or you know just things about that and like what is your medication level at you know, so uh, not exactly the same but but similar situations. so it was kind of cool um and you know it was just he was such a great guy and I know that there are some people online who were saying it's like, oh, they should have called it the USS Eisenberg. They're calling it the Nog is just like, that's just not very uh, something to the effect of it. It doesn't really honor him. It honors his character. But one, it's in-universe. So it's the Eisenberg class, and the ship is the Nog because Nog was a character, uh, and we're assuming that was, like, the first Ferengi captain. Um, And Aaron loved that character. It was just something that he was so proud of. And so I think if he had the choice, he probably would choose to have it be called the Nog and not the Eisenberg, you know? Yeah. If they just to him and say, hey, we're going to put Nog in here. How do you
2: want it done? You know? He did such a great job. I mean, I literally watched uh, in... Uh into a paper moon or, or I forget the exact The pa- paper moon episode, the, his it's PTSD episode. It's only a paper, moon. Yeah. Only a paper yeah. moon. Thank you. I just watched it last night and he's, he's just so excellent as that character has such like a, gave like such heart to, to Nog. And it's just so wonderful to see and heartbreaking at times, but he, he was, he was just so good.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm quiet because it makes me emotional yeah it's trying to talk about the visitor i can't i can't (laughs) do it without crying at some point so
2: yeah yeah no it's 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 yeah It got me tearing up there's that scene um with him and um vic at the end and it it just it it tears you apart especially in in light of his passing because he's talking about dying there and it's just like oh this is scary and and rough and uh he just he he showed every little bit of it and it shows like, you know, the thing I realized about that episode too. rewatching it is really it's all about the side characters. It's it, it's a it's a whole nog episode and then Vic as well. And they those were two non main cast members, which was um, kind of a first for uh for Star Trek. Like the only other episode I can really think that that did this whole like not focus on the main characters was Lower Decks. Um, the actual TNG episode up until that point, um, and even that's kind of like a wharf episode, uh, to a degree. Um, so like just showing how much confidence the writers and the creators of the show had in Aaron to like carry that when he wasn't a main cast member, and at the time, even still being very, very young, too. Um, like just shows how great of an actor he was,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I apologize. My ear pods have like, shut off, and so the audio is coming from the computer. So if I sound weird, I don't know if I. Hopefully I mean,
2: not. you sound weird anyways. So. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, like this is different how.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just going to go away now. You two can. <laughs>
1: no,
2: stay. Stay.
0: We love you. No, if it, it, but if it sounds a little weird or echoey, I apologize because I don't know. So. Sound- you don't sound it's that a different, connected, but it's obviously coming out of the, the, the speaker here. No, you don't. You don't sound all that different to me. It sounds good. Okay.
1: No, not at all.
0: Okie doke. Um, yeah, so that and the other thing that I, I pulled out of um, just the background, of, besides all the ships and stuff, uh, there are a ton of stars in this floating uh, rotunda with uh, the... Um, the, the planet map or something uh, which I thought at first and I finally in the second watching I realized they said that they were treating people in the hallways because I'm mm-hmm. like why is their hospital underneath the main rotunda that's a really odd place to put it yeah Oh, okay it's just still over got it <laughs> okay um, but yeah so we had these these charts that were just super dense and a lot of them are flipped backwards so mm-hmm. what I did is I went through and and just sort of like flip them in Photoshop and change the audio or the audio change, the, change the audio of it, change the, uh, the brightness and contrast. And I got a pretty large list and I don't have to read all of them, but um, there's a lot of deep uh, deep space nine and uh, Voyager references, which is kind of cool. We have like the one that I just popped up here. We've got the Kazon clan forum, Talax. Mm. Uh, behind kind of that white beam is like Okampa. Um, So I think yeah. it, it, it moves and it's like it looks like that's as what it could be. Um, I think
1: you're right.
2: Uh, Makes sense. Uh, we yeah. have
0: the Devore Homeworld, and that was the uh, those people that didn't like holograms, and they were, um, I think they, yeah, right, wasn't it? They they yeah, yeah. put them into the they were uh, sh- sh- uh, smuggling them across their border, uh, and Janeway and the the main Devore guy had the the back I'm and forth say enough, yeah,
2: counterpoint. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had that uh, was the. Oh wow, that was the fun one where where seven was, or the Doctor was in seven, right? Is that what I'm thinking? No, that
0: was uh, that was related to that. I think or the, the similar type of society, but it was that mm-hmm. was, I forget what it was called, but that was a fun yeah. one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, um, there's the Rock Roxova Five. I can't, I think that's right, but it was from the episode Dreadnought. that hmm. was the, mm, the, the yes. missile was headed towards that it was going to destroy yes. and. And Voyager had to stop it. So
1: I just saw that uh, recently too.
0: The Drayans, the, the Ankari homeworld, which was where the Equinox went and got that thing that allowed them to summon the nucleogenic life forms and basically kill everything, uh, just to get home faster. Um, there I there's Cardassia Prime, Setlik, and there's a lot of TOS, Tellar, Argus, Zatar. What I liked was there was Septimus, which is the planet from Bread and Circuses that hmm. looks just like Earth. So that's yeah. kind of interesting. Um, apparently, I don't know if this means that they are in their sphere of influence or if they're just keeping track of where these planets that are. Might
2: it would be they're just like keeping track of it. it seems, yeah. I will say it does seem kind of weird that they have like a map all the way to the Delta Quadrant just like open all the time because it's like, yeah, you, you clearly can't go that far. At least right. <laughs> <assume>. <laughs> now
1: they can
2: well now they can yeah for yeah. sure that <laughs> That's i really true. hope we do get to see i mean i i i am I'm, I'm sure we'll probably stay more alpha beta quadrant focused for this season but i do hope we get to see some maybe some delta and even gamma quadrant stuff yeah here.
0: they okay. list the uh the two different planets of the uh um uh the the uh, what am i trying to say the the um Change lanes. the, the founder, homeworld. World. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, we also have uh, uh, Morska, which was a Klingon planet in the Beta Quadrant that had a subspace monitoring post. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a couple of those. There's a, a chunk of them that were in Discovery, like the Carvan system, Telen Haley system, Doctari Alpha. Um, but we also have like uh, Benzar for the Benzonites, the Fringinar. Mm-hmm. Uh, vault which is the perfect mate episode uh, that that, where they came from um there's also capella which was in the animated series and the original series or at least capellan power cat and capellan flower in the Mm -hmm. animated series then there's capella i think that's where was that i can't remember exactly what that episode was but um there's a lot of them anyway. <laughs> yeah.
2: So the thing, uh, but as long as the very fat, as long as you mentioned the very fact that I got my enterprise references, cause they actually had it in dialogue. We got the temporal cold war being brought up, which yep. I was like freaking out at. I'm like, Oh my God, temporal cold war. I love it. Just give me all of that. Me?
1: <laughs> I used to do an enterprise podcast. So I was super excited. Anytime mm-hmm. they reference anything. I, I, have ever tangentially.
2: I love that it like has weirdly come back around that in some ways Enterprise has become <laughs> the most important like reference yeah. point for this element of the show. <laughs> yeah, it's actually like the closest touchstone.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's very cool. Oh, and the one last thing that I found was Memory Alpha. So mm-hmm. the planetoid that uh, Memory Alpha <laughs> that I used to look up to make sure that I was actually <laughs> Planet <laughs> Direct <laughs> is also listed. Um, it's a, it's it's trekception trekception. Yes. <laughs> uh so that was pretty cool. I I like that there's that much detail in it that it's not just sort of and nothing's repeated. It's not like you see like five earths or something like that, which is
2: Well, I mean TOS TOS had five earths. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> which I never is deal with. I want other planets, but they aren't the same name as
1: what I'm
2: I want I want crime. that episode of of Star Trek where they're like, "Yeah, so there are planets that are literal copies of Earth. We we ever going to like address that existential question of what that means. <laughs> I wanted them to go back to that at some point on some show. Yeah. The only place that I think they ever dealt with it is in William Shatner's books. He he has a book called preserver that, that like mm. deals with it, but that's where he like the whole point. Oh God, this gets into William Shatner's ego with those books. They're fascinating <laughs> for just to look at his id. Cause the whole conceit of those, that trilogy is that the entire universe was created in order to birth Kirk. In a sort of that Kirk could be at this one moment in time to save all of the universe and like these different wow. earths were like ways to like try and get him to be created. Yeah, it's it. they're fascinating like looks that. at his It, <laughs> so it, it is fascinating. <laughs>
1: I can't uh, say I'm exactly surprised. They're
2: they're great books, but they are like legitimately because there is a lot of like cool crossovers and stuff. But they're also peppered with William Shatner just like mm. m- like completely going off the deep end. With Kirk is the best. Yeah. And people complain about Michael Burnham, but that's, yeah, that's nice. Whatever. <laughs> oh, it
1: because she's a black lady.
2: Come it's around. only okay
1: that this hat white man. Didn't you know? <laughs>
0: Dave the says, uh, "That's the plot of Boys uh, of Brazil. Only instead of Kirk, it's Hitler." <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! That's my husband, you guys. That's my husband. Oh,
0: beautiful, beautiful. That's your new sitcom. That's my husband.
1: <laughs> yes, I I call it out every chance I get because I think he's magnificent.
0: Yes, I would that hope so. Pretty hilarious. Um, so well, let's see what else. Uh, there's there's a couple plots going on. We've got. Everybody being debriefed, which is hilarious because we get really <laughs> great interactions. I, I love Tilly's line. I actually I wrote it down just because it was so perfect. Um, oh, I did. But
2: then it just disappeared. Apparently. Ask me if it's a, ask me if that was in the manual. Was it in the yeah. manual? No. <laughs>
0: oh, I mean, I know where it happened.
2: I'm and then
1: the I got my blown out and yeah. became a dominatrix captain. And that was before we. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All of this is
0: after I got my hair blown out and became a Terran slash dominatrix, and before we jumped into the wormhole in the future. So, I mean, I love Starfleet, I really do. But ask me if any of this was in the handbook, and then the holograms like, was any of this in the handbook? Oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> my favorite yeah. is Jet Reno getting chips and dip. Yeah,
1: that's me because I would be like, <laughs> I you want you want information. I'm hypoglycemic. You bring me food, and I will tell you what you need to know.
2: There's an element of me that, like, I'm sure that it was actually written out and in the script, but there's a hope that, like, uh, Tignataro ad libbed that, and then some yeah. some poor like set person was just like, "Oh crap! Now we gotta go get chips and dip for the next <laughs> scene." <laughs> Someone I'm get the everything. catering, like go over to catering, steal some chips and dip. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Cub, that sounds really good right now. Chips and dip. Yeah,
0: I'm hungry. <laughs> or stamens with, yeah. uh, like, do you consider me. Do you consider yourself essential personnel? It's like, have you been talking to Detmer? Like, questions just keeps following me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
0: and then uh, uh, me and my murderer uh, are good uh, now. Your reference of your name to uh, the scene with with uh, Giorgio, and hmm. David Cronenberg as a
1: character. David freaking Cronenberg. Yep. I'm yeah. sitting there at the beginning of that scene going, is that David Cronenberg? <laughs> that's David Cronenberg. I'm pretty sure that's David Cronenberg. That's David Cronenberg. Cron- Cron- why, why, is- why is David Cronenberg, Cronenberg. here?
0: <laughs> just- I at like Max-, Max Headroom tie. It's had that really yeah. plasticky sort of, you know, almost artificial, kind of like the bow, bow ties on the, the holograms.
1: Right, mm. right.
0: Oh, but I, my theory with that, because she has this interaction with the the guy and it's back and forth and and uh, he knows that she he's not going to get any kind of decent answer out of her. And the only thing he's going to learn is from the questions that she asks him. Um, and then that just sort of drops. And then you see her at the very end of the episode, kind of just like of staring off like 404 error, you know, like into the hallway <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> Burnham came up like are you okay and as she got a snapshot of snapped out, was like why would you ever ask me that um, oh. I think because they they brought up what she thought was fake a a strain in the stem cells of the Terrans that actually makes them evil I guess um, I'm wondering if they gave her some kind of stem cell thing or, or some sort of treatment that we didn't see because she just they, they never finished that scene she just is back on the ship yeah. Um and if that's just her sort of like suddenly like starting to process and like realize either what she's done or just you know changing
2: her personality. I hope not, because that would be that would have some disturbing implications. But, yeah. I don't but think it could they're... be section thirty-one, but yeah, I, I got know. I got section low key section thirty one vibes from them. Mm-hmm. So potentially possible.
0: True.
1: I don't know. I don't know what's going on with her. Um, but, even with the context of the next episode that I can't talk about, right? But I'm not and necessarily sure. <laughs> I'm not necessarily sure it was something that was done to her, but something maybe that was triggered emotionally or mentally by something mm. David Cronenberg said. We never got a name for that character, did we? No,
2: I don't think
0: so
1: so I'm just going to keep calling him um, Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah, so. I just, Blastman. you know, because she she took it hard when he told her that the Terran Empire had died out hundreds yeah. of years ago. And so I just I I don't know what to think right now.
2: So I wonder if and you I don't know. what I what I what I love about that scene. And it's my outside of the nerd uh, nerdgasm at the top of the episode. That is my favorite scene of of the whole episode is I just mm. love how perfectly he he has her number and is able to play her as you mentioned is like the only way i'm going to get information out of you is if like i ask you ask me questions and i sort of can glean information and then that gets him like she mentions like oh people's only weaknesses are other people she brings that up and that is what allows him to sort of like oh so you you have someone that you care about it's sort of like he he's able to reverse engineer her insecurities from what she's saying and i just mm-hmm. love like she has finally met her match uh, in terms of intelligence uh, and I and his like calm coolness was just so it was just wonderful. So I, I, yeah. I thought that that was a really brilliant scene and really, yes. really well written. Just the like how well he was able to just play her. Um, yeah.
1: And I love how nervous Michelle Yeoh was to mm. play a scene with David Cronenberg because she really? is a mega fan.
2: Oh my gosh! I didn't know that. That is amazing.
1: Yes, she. I saw it on her Instagram account, and she was talking about how nervous she was. I think that worked well for the character the way that was happening. There was a little
0: bit of subtext there that.
1: Yeah, yeah, just that's really cool. Really, wow! Just mm, just warmed my heart.
0: (laughs) And we have like basically there's like an A, B, and C plot. It feels like, Um, and then the C plot, which was with Nan and the seed. Ship there, well, the the MacGuffin or the the thing that uh, what am I trying to say? Um, that they need the they need the plant need to a, make yeah, a
2: cure or whatever, right? That, that,
0: I mean, it could have been anything, pretty much. They mm-hmm. they got them to this the seed vault ship, which is cool. I like that concept that it was something yes. they were just doing and it lasted that long. Kind of like the the vault in Norway, I think, is where it is the the real
2: mm-hmm. life one.
1: In between Norway and the North Pole, yes. Oh,
2: okay, basically. Um,
1: in the very, very coldest part. Of yeah. The
2: planet. My, uh, my my friend and I, we were watching the episode last night, and when they open up the seed vault, and it like go- goes through the lights, and like the they find the plant, and it's like right mm-hmm. next to them. We we're like, well, good thing the plant that they needed was like right on their level, and not like up at the top of that yeah. seed vault. It's like, anyone got a ladder? Someone, yeah. Like, no, they had the lo- like,
1: they had little little bots in there. They can. They oh, can flying that's around.
2: true. It's true. They but it was. The- Look, don't ruin my joke, okay? Brandy- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: But it would have been less, less uh, like just emotional and interesting to have than like let's wait for this robot to bring it down. You know, like the fact uh-huh. that we could just actually pull it out. Is like, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it, just it, everybody staring yeah,
2: yeah, like the 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 the, the, the grief guy um, is just sort of like. It takes a second, just to give it a moment. So yeah, yeah.
1: He has a name. It's Doctor Addis. Gosh.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the grief guy. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> grief guy. That's what I'll. That's the name to me.
1: <laughs> he he was very good at crying on command. Yeah, um good. I actually that really episode. liked his performance. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was good.
0: Yeah. That whole section felt very TNG or, or mm, yes, some ways a classic track. Like you, I could see that as an entire episode of of them. You know. Yes. Jordy and somebody else is on the ship trying to figure this out and you know we've there's these people like oh there's these these people are in, in cryo sleep no they're not really in sleep they're dead and you know just all the different plot points and stuff it just felt beat for beat like a very compressed tng
2: episode <laughs> they, they've done that a few times this season which i've kind of been enjoying where it's just like they like uh especially the last three like the earth episode felt very kind of tng-esque uh sort of like oh well you have these two groups, and they're fighting each other. You have the Trill planet, where when they go to Trill, there's like the mm. mention of like, uh, "Oh yes, you're an abomination." Oh yes, like we can't have you back. But there's this other group that wants to have like the Trill come back, regardless of everything. That could have been a whole episode. So right. I like that they have like these like TNG style things sort of like popping up um, throughout it, which is which is kind of fun, and it like fits the style of the show. It's like, oh yeah, we'll we'll talk about that, we'll bring it up, but also we're focusing on some other stuff. And so right. it, like it's it's kind of very cool in that way
0: it's a nice backdrop to have the other things happen against mm-hmm. without being just a generic kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Dave, the monster fridged his whole family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Quite literal. Oh my God. Quite yeah. literally. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you it's use dope. that trope. Jesus. Wow.
0: Um, yeah, that, well, it, it, that's motivation for him to do what he was doing. It kind of, mm-hmm. kind of is that.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh.
2: And is it, it is it is worth noting that the, the the set white dude is the one that sur- survives that mm-hmm. it, it's, it is like one of those like even it becomes even like the trope just becomes like kind of the norm. Um, so it is I mean, it's like not the most egregious. He's a side character, side character, right. sort of thing. But it is sort of like interesting that they chose the the, the father to be the one that survives. I was like say,
0: How much more interesting would it have been if it actually been the mom, I think, because yeah. just yeah. the fact of of the drive of, of having your children. I mean, not that men don't have that same feeling for their kids, but yeah. there's just something if that person, you know, if they birthed those children, I think there's a different connection. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, that would be the, 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 and have two women left over on the ship
2: would be cool. Yeah.
1: The they also could have gotten though, to
2: like grief. Oh yeah. Oh, Brand. yeah. Brand. I was just
1: going to say the thing is though he's not going to stay alive. He's going to die within a matter of days. True.
2: Yeah, which the, the, that that is kind of getting to the to the one thing like this is the one part of the episode that I did not like because uh, and, and, and and like I sp- I talked about it in my review and a lot of people were like, no, 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 it's fine. And I rewatched the episode last night, it's like maybe I just wasn't getting it, but I was a bit confused and I think it was just coming came down to the writing a- at that one scene, which I thought was a bit kind of a little bit messy for me personally is they have this ethical dilemma that Culber brings up that's like, okay, we have to choose between letting this guy die um, on the ship to respect his culture or taking him against his wishes to help save his life. That's the sort of dilemma that gets brought up. And then Culber leaves. So that's an interesting dilemma. But then the the conversation shifts and it never makes it clear because then it shifts to not being about that ethical dilemma of save his life. Don't save his life. It becomes about we're going to let him like it it becomes about do we let him die and leave the ship? Or or do we like go go it just it wasn't entirely clear and I can like make it work. But the way that conversation shifts and just kind of glosses over the fact that like, okay we're going to let him die kind of bothers me because they don't really they just kind of yada yada. Yeah, he's going to die in the background and it kind of disturbed me.
1: Well, he made that choice, and Nan does say to Culber just because it's not a choice you understand doesn't make it an irrational one. And I agree. I I know, I think I know what they were trying to do, and I don't know that they did it well enough. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the thing is, Culber's the idealist in this situation. His first job is to save lives, to ensure people's well-being that is his primary motivation michael is a realist now and she knows that yes there are these cultural things going on but the bigger problem at hand is losing this seed ship and the history of the federation that it carries Mm -hmm. so she had to weigh those two things against each other as well and that's why she sent culper back to the ship because she couldn't have him be a part of that conversation because he would have kept fighting to take Addis back to discovery.
2: See? Yeah. Now that you're saying that, that makes perfect sense how that, that sequence, like that sequence of events works, I guess it's just, it's a
1: little bit. It's muddy and execute. Yeah. 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 No, I get that. I get yeah. that. And that's why, you know, that's why I said it, they didn't do it especially well in that yeah. regard, but I'm one of those people that sees and hears weird things sometimes. That
2: yeah, no, no, no. That's that conceptually that's it. actually a, that's a great. Those are that's great character beats, and I really actually like that. And I like that, like her being like, "All right, send him away" in order to have like the conversation that I need to kind of have. Like mm-hmm. that makes perfect sense. I just wish it had been a little bit clear because that's actually really, agreed. Yeah,
1: agree. I I agree that that should have been clear.
0: I think what's interesting is they the writers are. In some, point, in some instances giving the audience a lot of credit and letting them fill that in to the point that it's not as clear as it could be. Maybe they need to make it a little clearer. Like, I love that they're not trying to just walk us through every single thing and like, let's explain this, you know, beat by beat. But at the same time, uh, maybe, maybe walk us down that path a little bit with you before you <laughs> drop us off.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a fine. Sorry, sure, go ahead. Um, no. Uh, well, it, it's, it's, a, it's a fine line sometimes because there are moments where, and I, and I appreciate the show for this, is that they don't necessarily always call out character motivations and let you interpret it. Like, for example, um, I think a brilliant one was even, uh, I think, last episode where Saru comes in to talk to Stemets and says, like, hey, you need to, to you know, come up with something else that is, doesn't rely on you being the, the way we use the spore drive. And then right. immediately right after that, Stemets lashes out at Tilly. And it's not like spelt out like, oh, he's lashing out at her because he feels insecure because he's not going to be in control of the ship anymore. That's not like spelt out to you, but you get right. it because it's sort of implied by his motivation. Yeah. So I appreciate that the show doesn't like beat you over the head with it. But you're right. Like sometimes, especially when it's like mired in like a lot of these, like there's a lot of different pieces going on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to be a little bit clearer with it. And so it's a, it's a very fine line. And I totally appreciate the uh, the writer's dilemma there. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, and I I think the thing that we as viewers forget is that a script goes through a lot of revision before it actually mm-hmm. makes it to shooting. And there may have been a clearer version of that scene yeah. that mm-hmm. was edited for time or other reasons that we don't know about. That's, you know, that's beside the point really because what we got is what we got and it wasn't clear enough to most people. Yeah.
2: So, mm-hmm.
1: but I, you know, I always I'm always thinking about the behind the scenes stuff as well, because I'm acutely aware that Mm. of everything all the time. And (laughs) (laughs) it's just part of my psyche. I feel everything all the time. There is no off switch. And so I'm constantly thinking about all of those other viewpoints as well, which is exhausting a lot of the time, frankly.
2: No, I believe me. I hear you. It's the same thing I do on my, my own stuff too. It's like trying to keep all these things in mind and trying to like, understand how it comes across and how, Mm. Uh, And how it comes in, and I even see it in like my own YouTube video stuff, where I'll like say something, and people will be like, "Oh, you meant this," and I'm like, "No, no, 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 I meant something completely different." But it's all about (laughs) like how your work gets perceived once it's outside of you. Yeah, yeah. Once it's out, it's not yours anymore. Sometimes.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that's a very good point.
0: Yeah, Um, speaking of of the the idea of like reading into things, uh, we are unfortunately (laughs) are running out of time, so I'm gonna compress a couple of these things together. Uh, Our headcanon corner, uh, which we didn't name it last week, but that's what we're naming it now. Uh, (laughs) uh, You had a really, Jesse, you had a really interesting uh, idea, which I think that I picked up on and then just forgot about it because everything else happened uh, of two characters and how they might uh, have a past
2: yeah i just i was re-watching the i i caught it too my first time through but then i like forgot it because there was just so much else going on um and I was re-watching last night and so I tweeted about it because uh I think there's there's a case to be made that admiral Vance the head of of starfleet and uh admiral tall the pre- prior host of adira who we saw in sort of the memory snake pit the upside down. uh yeah exactly um that they they had a relationship together and they they were actually uh, boyfriends or or lovers or or even husbands because there's that one scene where a deer comes on the the ship and she says to um to vance like oh he wanted to stay and see snow one last time he didn't mean to leave you hanging um and he says and vance says back to her it's like oh he always was sentimental and there was this like nice moment um and it and it read to me that he uh That he, that the two of them were in love and had a thing for each other and that it was a very sweet sort of understanding scene between the two of them and acknowledgement that he had, that they were in love and had died and that Adira knows this. And then that's why he kind of pushes her away in that scene and says, but let me be clear, like he doesn't spell it out, but he's like, let me be clear, I, I, you and I are not that. So those feelings I cannot put on you. And I think he's saying it not even just for her, but for himself. Mm -hmm. And to be like, look, I can't have the same relationship with you I had with him, even though I would kind of want to. Yeah.
1: I would like to take this quick moment to express my deep and abiding love for Oded Fair, whom I have loved for over 21 years now, ever Mm -hmm. since I first saw him in the mummy. I think he is absolutely brilliant in everything he does and super hot with that silver beard.
2: Ah. He is. He is his beard is freaking fantastic. Mm. I'm I'm (laughs) regrowing mine just because of that. No.
1: sorry i I didn't mean to derail. I just had to get that out.
2: No, no no, 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 no it's look we can uh we we should we should rant all about his beard all the time.
0: <laughs> there is a show on our network that is it where this would be totally appropriate It's called Friend Fiction, where they basically talk about a fictional character and what kind of crush they had on them and who they want to see them with and and it's mm-hmm. it's a great show and it's on it's every other week on Saturdays at seven o'clock, and I'm the moderator on that show.
2: Oh hey. Well, look at you, look at you promoting. Also, hey. I should point out Mag Mag Ted Mag mentions Owo and Detmer. And I also get and and I've realized that this is a this has been a long running ship that I have just missed yes. and only recently gotten into, but uh Owo and Detmer are totally a thing. Totally mm-hmm. a
1: thing. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I get that feeling. Strong feeling there. Yep.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then we had our question of the week, which sort of go, uh, goes into, uh, just all sorts of ideas about what, what does imp- that didn't make any sense. That was a horrible transition. <laughs> <laughs> Look,
1: just I can help you with, with transitions.
2: It. I'm the, I'm, I'm the queen of transitions. <laughs> <laughs> That's some trans uh, humor there for you. Yes. <laughs>
0: It's hard to to vamp and then you try to use the interface and stream yard at the same time to find your thing that you're putting up. <laughs> uh, so the question of the week we had was, now that we've seen the USS Nog, what Starfleet officer, which Starfleet officer would you name a ship after and why? Uh, we didn't get as many why answers as I thought we would, but we did get a lot of names. We have three and a half pages of names, actually. This is our most popular question ever, so it's crazy. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna, I'll read a couple of them. We've got uh, William Smith, said, or Bill, uh, said, uh, instead of some of the obvious choices, I think I'm going to go with uh, the USS Pulaski. It's a medical ship. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's cool. Uh, and then uh, uh, Dalaran, uh, D-A-L-A-R-A-N, Moonshine, uh, said, indeed, the USS Pulaski, a fine ship that rescued many until its mysterious disappearance after only one year of service, never to be seen again. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. That's ouch. perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have Al Godwin said the USS Chancellor Martok.
1: Cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Evelyn uh, Moose says the USS LaForge. He was running Utopia Planitia for a while, which makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. And <laughs> this is, uh, no, I'll bring that to the other one. I'll add that to the one at the end. Uh, we have the USS Mott which is cool. USS Data, he sacrificed him, uh, Picard and the Enterprise. Um, uh, Brad says, USS Morn, a California class. It'd you <laughs> can see what the California class looks like in the 32nd century.
2: Yeah, Ooh, very true.
0: I might have to play around with that. Um, Jonathan Hamilton, uh, who is at, at Dex Lower and at Tex Lower, so both of those, said USS Mariner because she's destined for greatness.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then the
0: USS Ransom also has a nice ring. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh at Scholens 271 we have more people with like just random numbers at the end like are these bots we had so many of them i was just like but they're all really specific answers so they're they're either the the uh you know uh political Look, bots just got bored and drifted
2: yeah, over Yeah say the Ru- the russians <laughs> influencing our election now the election's over have to have something to do now so yeah, come on <laughs>
1: They can't just sit, a, sit around twiddling their virtual thumbs. They right, gotta yeah. have some content.
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> gotta wait until twenty twenty two before they have anything oh, else no. to do. Oh, oh that's too real. That's dark. But. Yeah. Mm.
1: So,
0: so the, this person said, uh, "I'd like to name the ship after a redshirt, uh, specifically lower decks type crew member who died in line of duty." I nominate USS O'Haller O'Hil- Uh named after O'Hurlighy. the was, Thank you. Was named mm-hmm. after the ensign killed by the Gorn on Cestus three. Oh, so yeah, and Killed Miles O'Brien Green. had many people John Johnson, Callie Wright, mm. Philip Hawkins, uh, Melange 52781287. <laughs> See, I told you, uh, <laughs> USS Miles O'Brien, named after the most important person in Starfleet history. Yep, and becomes the most important ship in, in Starfleet.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, naturally. Uh, hmm
0: eric extreme said the uss benjamin cisco without his actions the federation would have eventually and uh, initially surrendered to the dominion therefore entering
2: the ending the ufp as we know it it disappears um, it, it disappears and, and promises to come back but never does yeah <laughs> he's hanging out with a Pulaski somewhere
1: <laughs> too
0: real too real <laughs> Uh, he also had to the USS Walking Bear, named after Ensign Walking Bear, the first Native American officer, Comanche, that we saw in Star Trek.
2: Mm, yeah.
0: And nice. that's from the animated series. Uh, we have a, here's an outlier for you, the USS Necheyev. Uh, mm-hmm. She was an admiral at TNG and the DS9 eras. Uh, and I like to see, uh, I like the sound of a starship uh, named after
2: her. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's kind of cool.
2: Just that the ship's mildly problematic, but we like her anyways.
0: (laughs) Uh, The USS Leffler because Ashley Judd. (laughs) Yes. Uh, We got a couple, um, you know, USS Kirk and USS Picard.
2: Um, I like the the USS Sarek in honor of Mark Leonard, which was a nice one I saw. Yes, that was good. Uh, And then there's one with the, the USS Bashir because of those eyes. Mm.
0: Mm. And also it's Ben Cross,
2: I should say, too, reference to Ben. Yes, recent past. So,
0: Dave the Mod actually said the USS John Harriman because Alan Ruck.
1: Hmm. Yep.
0: And let's see.
2: I'm trying to think if we have anybody. Star in Trek the,
1: Generations, uh, y'all.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll put forth um, the USS Jennifer, and it's the ship that everyone hates and loves to shove. <laughs> 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 I love that
0: one. <laughs> I The one I will read, and then we can, we can, well, Brandy, you can do yours and I'll do mine. Um, is the, the, the USS Ensign Kim. <laughs> but it's, it has to and, be Ensign Kim. Ensign Kim. Not yes. just then, Kim. No, Ensign Kim. And then the other one was like, it's always going to be the NX class. He's never going to upgrade from you to USS. <laughs>
1: so. Never going to get the commissioned.
0: NX yeah annex ensign kim yeah <laughs> the NX- <laughs> Kim. that's great so that was my favorite of all the ones that came through i thought that was pretty funny um my idea i had was the uss erics just mm-hmm. because that's why i was wearing this um because he was supposedly this fantastic pilot he taught uh Chekov how to fly so maybe he was just well known in the uh in the community and they named a ship after him
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and brandy what was yours <laughs>
1: Well, the obvious answer and my first instinct was to say the USS Spock, ah. but I feel These the better choice familiar. for me. <laughs> yeah, there's probably one already. But my my real choice uh, is the USS Tilly, because oh. Tilly is the first time that I have ever felt represented on screen in Star Trek, hmm. so that is why I would have a ship named after her. And also because she's awesome. Wouldn't
0: that be cool if she actually made enough of an impact, like being uh, an ensign that was and her mom, because she's so like, she's what Federation diplomat. She, or yeah. She's
2: yep. she's a diplomat. She's a federation.
0: And suddenly leader. a ship is named after her. And that would be so cool for her to discover that.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. That would Her be mom amazing. Because just, like, it just
0: commissions, like, it starts a, uh, you know, a Patreon, basically, or something to, like, raise, <laughs> raise money to get them credit so we can give my daughter a ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that would be great. Um, and then we have real quick before we, we head out uh, because the, the improvised generation on screen is coming up next and we need to clear out for them. Uh, we have a fun event coming up on January, January 27th. Wow. That's way far out. <laughs> November 27th, the day after Thanksgiving, it is the uh, Trex giving holiday hangout or hollow deck hangout. Wow. I cannot speak uh, <laughs> from noon to three Pacific. And we're going to have more information to come, but uh, I can say for sure that I, Brandy and Jesse will all be there. Yep. So, I will be there. So Probably we are, full on,
2: full on Turkey. We, are like,
0: right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all might just be, you know, hanging out and falling asleep, but. Food comes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <food> comes, <laughs> leftovers. No, but it, the idea is to bring a bunch of different podcasters together that and expose them to other audiences that they might not have seen and vice versa. And just to talk about what, what we're thankful for in star Trek, uh probably do some trivia and stuff like that and uh yeah so I think it would be a good time and yes I, you know a lot of people you know this year is gonna be very strange for Thanksgiving and so mm-hmm. it's nice to have you know even if we're not your real family but the idea your Star Trek family to you know mm-hmm. hang out with them for a couple hours even if it's you know online and in the chat room. So yeah no
2: i a I,
1: chosen family. Exactly. Yeah. yeah
2: cuz yeah i'm i'm not i'm not traveling to see anybody for thanksgiving so no yeah. unfortunately
0: i don't think uh i'm not either so
1: we definitely are not because my mother is 82 and yep. at risk and she we were worried that she was going to still want to do it. And she actually said, no, I don't want you guys to come here because I just cannot risk it. It's just not smart. So yeah, we'll all be, uh, my younger sister will be in Vegas anyway. She and her husband go to Vegas to meet up with one of their friends from back East every Thanksgiving. And uh, so my older sister, I don't know what they'll be doing. She's good at cooking though. I am not, we're getting Mexican food. So anyway, (laughs) And I mean, real Mexican.
0: (laughs) I might make a pumpkin ravioli. I've done that a couple times.
1: Mm. Also, I just want to
2: mag mag ten mag's comment. Thank you. I'm thankful for you, mag ten mag. Oh,
1: Oh, we're thankful for you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, that was sweet.
0: I know. I don't think we can end on a better note than that.
1: I know, right? I sorry. We probably should
2: tell everybody where we can find us, though. (laughs) Um, Right,
0: Jesse. Where can we find you?
2: um you can find me at jesse gender on youtube that's where i do most of my stuff i have uh i usually just try my always aim is to have at least one video by friday By this point i've been doing many 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 more videos than one a week uh but i at least have one video a week about star trek and i do reviews of star trek and um on the discussions of geek and pop culture and how it uh, influences us being, learning how to be better humans. Um, I also am on Twitter at Jesse gender and all the social medias, but usually Twitter is the one where I hang on, hang out the most. Um, And I also have a Patreon page um, as well. I guess the, uh, if I also pimp in podcasts too, I do a podcast called uh, what the frell, with another wonderful youtuber called Council right. of Geeks where we rewatch uh, Farscape and it's my mm-hmm. first time watching Farscape I've never seen it so it's been a fun ride. Oh wow. Yeah. You can even really tell. was like
0: a, a bit player in one episode. Say so that again. From Australia. Yeah. Um, it was like the a, I can't remember what the episode was. He had really long hair. It was like they were stuck on a planet. It was like a farm planet. I have to go. I have to figure out what it is, but yeah. So he he ended up uh, being in Body of Proof with with uh, Jerry Ryan actually Uh, on ABC. So it was funny. I walked up and like they're moving in. I'm just like that weird feeling. Like I know this person from somewhere. Why do I know this person? (laughs) Is he from the grocery store? Is he? I was like, where where is it? Like, oh my gosh, He's on that TV show that I
2: watched. (laughs) Very (laughs) weird.
0: That's the strange things that happen in LA. So, but yeah, Uh, and you can find me at Geek Filter on Instagram and Twitter. And Brandy, where can we find you?
1: Too many places. Uh, Honestly, (laughs) since we're running long, I'm just going to say go follow me on Twitter at BrandyWine12. Brandy with an I, 12 is a number. I do far too many things, but you'll see me talking about all of them there.
0: Sounds good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jesse. That was a lot of fun. Exactly. And we could have like caught talked for like much longer. And, oh, yeah. Like another two
1: hours at least. Yeah. I think. Well, I mean, we have have actually so then we got, got have the
0: entire so podcast and channels because we could talk for Well, <laughs> oh, that's one of the reasons the round table I think is gonna be great because we can just mm-hmm. we have got three hours to, to, to babble on and on. <laughs> no problem. Babylon Five. Uh
1: Babylon Five. I love Babylon Five, Woo! you guys. <laughs> it's awesome.
0: Well, yes. live long and prosper, everybody. And we can see you next week. Bye. In theory. <laughs> What's
1: going on? We can't end the show.
0: Guys, it's can't my- end the
1: show. All right, there we go. Bye. Infinite Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill
2: Smith and Dan Davidson.